Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. Today we're talking about the peacefulness of living at your goal weight, of really mastering it, because this is something you really wanna reflect on. We wanna go beyond just looking better, okay? And we wanna realize there's so many benefits to really mastering your weight, not just losing weight, not following a diet and doing things strict and being miserable and losing weight, I'm talking about mastering your weight so that you not only get to your goal weight, but you do it in a way that truly works for you, where you have custom made, custom fit strategies developed specifically for you that are easy and comfortable to continue with forever. And I want you just to imagine that for a moment because this is something you probably never truly imagine. You may imagine your goal weight, but deep down you probably imagine that goal weight being a super struggle. So for this to really work, for you to really be able to get a sense of what the real sense of peacefulness is, you need to recognize that it's creating your weight mastery on strategies that are custom built for you that really fit you like a glove. And so if you can imagine that that's possible for a moment, now it opens up the door for you to really imagine how peaceful it would be to anticipate living the rest of your life from this moment forward at your goal weight so that you could have the health, the happiness, and be the version of you that you wanna be every day for the rest of your life. You're gonna have struggles, you're gonna have different things that go on in life, ups and downs, all the rest of it, but the entire time you're going to be living at your goal weight as the person who you wanna be. And I want you to notice what that would be like, okay? Because again, it's not just the goal of getting to the goal weight, it's the goal of doing it in a way that truly works for you. I want you to imagine what it would be like to have this sense of peacefulness, to not have to be thinking about food, to not have to be thinking about diets and weight loss and worrying about your health and where this is all leading to. Um, to being free of the emotions that you experience being overweight and unhappy with it. Um, it's really recognizing just how much better the quality of your life could be and the peace of mind that comes with it. I want you to really think about that because a lot of times we're motivated to lose weight because we want to look better. But again, we're anticipating that it's going to be difficult, miserable, hard, frustrating, boring, stressful. And I want you to be crystal clear here and I want you to imagine a real goal that you truly want congruently inside and out of again, not only looking like you wanna look, not only being at the weight you wanna be at, but having done it in a way that really works for you so that you have mastery over it. And what mastery ultimately feels like is the ability to live at the weight you want to on near autopilot. And this is how our brain works. There's a good chance that while you may have been overweight for a while, you're at that weight. You're not trying to eat more than you have to. You're not trying to eat more to be overweight. You just naturally eat that way. So understand that so much of our behavior is set on autopilot and we can be set to autopilot to live at a higher weight and we can also be set to autopilot to live at our ideal goal weight. And that's what I'm talking about. So I want you to open yourself up to this possibility. And I want you to make this more complete, holistic, comprehensive goal of looking the way you wanna look and feeling and living the way you wanna live. That's what I want you to articulate your goal as. So it's a much more congruent, complete, exciting goal for you than the idea of just losing weight in a miserable way that you don't like. 
And as you start to really get crystal clear on what the ultimate goal is here, you may find that it's much more motivating. And that peacefulness that you bring um, into this process feels so incredible because of course, to have peace around your weight, around your health, around your food, um, is one of the most amazing things that you can experience. Okay. So I want you to start thinking about the goal, not just visually, but emotionally as well. And I want you to notice that you want to look good for sure, but you also want to feel good and you want to feel that sense of peace that's going to come when you truly master this area of your life. So I hope thinking about it this way helps you out and I wish you the best with it. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them and, uh, I'll try and answer them. We got, a. Hey, what's up, John? Yeah, I, I know uh, yesterday, if you watch um, if you watch this live on anything other than TikTok, the audio was off, so I apologize for that. Um, I actually did upload that video. Uh, the audio is on all the podcast platforms already, but if you watch YouTube um, or if you watch, well, it won't be on Facebook or Instagram, but if you watch uh, YouTube, it's been uploaded. So if you want to watch the video, if, feel free, it's up there. Um, but if you have any questions, feel free to ask them. Here on a beautiful Friday. Geez, I swear it looks like springtime out here for me. <laughs> it's actually kind of warm too. What is the temperature? Uh, 45 degrees here in Massachusetts. That's a warm, that's a warm February day, I would say. And I'll take it. But more importantly, it's sunny. Uh, good Lord. <laughs> we have not seen the sun all month, which is hard, you know. Oh, what's up, Karen? How's it going? Um <laughs> thumbs down. I like that. Two thumbs down. Uh, ask the question, how do I lose fat without changing my weight? How do you lose fat without changing your weight? Well, now we're talking about more like kind of recomposition. Um, and so, you know, to lose fat without changing your weight, you're really talking more about the simplistic explanation is building more muscle, right? So working out, doing more resistance training and um, without changing your weight. Yeah, I mean, muscle weighs more than fat. So if you start building weight or start building muscle, you know, another thing that happens too is muscle burns more calories than fat, right? So it's like if you add more muscle, you don't burn fat with fat, but um, as you build more muscle, just a base level of muscle, you kind of increase your metabolism a bit. So that that helps as well. But yeah, that, that's the secret to losing fat without changing your weight is uh, is really more recomposition. And, and that's not my specialty. So I, 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 there are, I'll tell you who's great with that stuff. My, one of my favorites is Tom Venuto. I've, I've had the opportunity to interview him a number of times. He's, he's super great, but he's more, he's more in that level. Burn the fat, feed the muscle. There you go. And so I would definitely check him out. He's more that guy. I'm more about weight loss. Um, and you know, that involves fat loss too. Um, but your weight's going to go down because we're more focused on the eating side of it. Okay. So you may be more, more focused on that muscle building side of it. Um, user 370, it's still a struggle. Um, I'm assuming you're referring to eating better. It's still a struggle, I would imagine, is what you mean to that. Um, yeah, it's it's a struggle. It's a struggle. A struggle. I, that word, you know, like we, we can unpack it. I'm a big fan of words. I don't like to just throw words out and leave them alone. Um, is weight loss a struggle? Well, it depends on how you're approaching it, you know, how much of a struggle it's going to be. I mean, it's always going to take some work. You know, anytime you change anything in your life, it's going to take more effort than you're, you know, just being an autopilot and doing what you always do. But uh, yeah, the struggle, usually the struggle you're experiencing with weight loss is almost always has more to do with your strategy or lack of strategy. And you're you're doing crazy things um, 
I think I see Paula here. Paula is a good example of this in simply because we're working kind of through things one habit at a time. And so, you know, if you try to change all of your eating all at once, right, and, which is the typical for a dieter, right, tomorrow you're gonna start your, your keto plan, um, that's gonna be a struggle, right? Because that's a, a very overwhelming strategy to completely change how you eat 100% in one day, right? That's gonna be a huge struggle. And if you're more strategic with things and you start approaching things in a more um, manageable way, again, a habit at a time, for example, uh, you're gonna find that it's much less of a struggle. So again, the, the struggle you experience has so much to do, certainly with your mindset as well, but um, your, your strategies are part of that, you know? So, but, it, but it's more your strategies. And if you're a dieter, if you're losing weight like 95% of people um, in America, yeah, you're gonna struggle because think about what you're doing. You know, again, I do it metaphorically. The way people try to lose weight is kind of like if you want to learn to play the piano and you decided I'm going to start playing 10 hours a day because I want to get good fast. Okay. So it's like, yeah, if you approach the piano that way, it's going to be a super struggle because after the first day, your hands hurt. You hate the piano, you know? So um, it's, oops, let me get this. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's again, how you approach it has a huge part of that. People never question that. What's up, Jody? Happy Friday. Yes, happy Friday. Love, love, love the Fridays. <laughs> Always love Fridays. I love Friday. I love my weeks. I, I say this every week, I think. I, lo I love every day of my week, but Fridays, I'm a huge fan of. <laughs> um, it's a fun weekend, actually. I got basketball. I coach basketball, so we got kind of a big week. We had a tournament we're doing, and it's kind of fun. That's coming to a close. That's kind of bittersweet for I get to coach my son. I'm a little sad that that's ending, but uh, yeah, I, I love doing that. But, and then the Super Bowl, I, lo I love watching the Super Bowl too. Obviously that's fun. Paula's in Colorado, 28 and snowing, huh? That's interesting. Um, I, I work with a person in Colorado and a lot of times we kind of somewhat similar weather, but not in this case. We got 45 and sunny here. And like I said, it literally, it feels like March 25th to me. It's kind of that vibe in the air, you know? Um, what's up, John? Uh, Jim, I had this crazy hunger I couldn't satisfy last night, ate healthy food, but needed more. Yeah, John, that's going to happen. You know, that's what I want. I want to make that clear that, you know, when you're approaching things strategically, it doesn't matter how you're doing things, but when you change things up, sometimes you're going to, you're going to get hungry and you'll get really hungry, you know? So again, the, the real secret, that's going to happen sometimes, no matter what you know, really, um, it happens to me sometimes. I'm very structured in my eating. Um, but when you're figuring things out, it's definitely gonna happen, no big deal. Again, we learn from it and uh, that's the key thing. So again, the key thing would be to look back on what happened yesterday. Um, I had this crazy hunger, usually crazy hunger. Again, it's usually from one of two things. It's usually you, you didn't eat enough during the day and or there was some emotional thing going on. Again, those are the two starting points. Not that there's not other reasons as well sometimes, but those are the two big ones. So, um, yeah, you want to figure out as best you can what was going on yesterday that may have led to that. And, um, yeah, sometimes I, I will tell you, like, like over-restricting leads to this very much. Like, as soon as I get this intense hunger, it's very hard to satisfy it. Like, I can eat, but I still feel hungry, you know? And so I'm very careful not to let myself get too hungry. Um, I find that to be a very important part of the strategy. But then sometimes it's just emotions and it's really not even about what you're eating. You know, sometimes I'll be in a mood, um, especially if I'm like irritated or pissed or stressed, stressed, um, my hunger goes up, you know, and so I, I can want to eat a lot more, you know. So again, it's paying attention to these things so you can strategize against them. Um, 
Doxy Mom says, when I feel in control of my food choices by strategizing everything in my day feels more peaceful. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. See, most dieters look at their weight loss goal very superficially. It's all about like how you're gonna look. And so the whole goal is to lose weight and look better. But you're really missing out on so much more that you could bring into the mix. This is why I say take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. Because if you're going to put all the energy into changing your reading, changing your lifestyle and all the things you need to do to lose the weight, why not make it a bigger goal of becoming the best version of you possible? And your weight's a piece of that, but it's not the only thing. To just strip your weight out from this goal is such a weird thing to do. It really is. And it, it's very, it, it kills your motivation. But when all of a sudden you start adding more into the process so that not only are you going to lose weight, but you're going to feel more peaceful. You're going to be more calm. You're going to have better health and blood work numbers. You potentially are going to live longer. Um, your relationships are going to improve because you feel better. Um, you're going to work on sleeping more. You know what I mean? Like, like it's like there's so many things that that are right around weight loss that you pretty much have to do to lose weight anyways, that why not make this about more than just losing weight? Make it about becoming the best version you possible. That's a way more motivating goal than just looking different. I don't want to get into just looking different. It isn't even motivating for most people anyways. But Doxymom, that's really smart. So you got to remember that because what you want to tell yourself is that I want to make better food choices because it makes me feel peaceful. And the peaceful feelings and the better food choices cause me to lose weight and be closer to the weight I want to be at. But make the peaceful the, the main focus. This is that instant gratification. You know, people always say, oh, instant gratification of the food, that's the hard part. Well, kind of, but you know, there's instant gratification of emotions when you make good decisions. When you make good choices, you instantly feel proud of yourself, happy with yourself, peaceful, calm, better. And so we look like the second you make a good choice, you feel better. You should reframe it that way because, you know, you're looking at the food and you're like, well, as soon as I eat it, it's pleasurable. So you're focusing on the pleasure. To, that's what's driving your eating behaviors. You can do the same thing with good eating behaviors. You just have to reframe things a little bit where you start to say, well, when I make good food choices, it makes me feel instantly, instantly more peaceful, calm, whatever value, you know, emotions you value. And if you frame it that way, uh, it you bring more motivation into it again because it's not just about looking better at some point in the future, but, but feeling better now. Hey, Shakira, how's it going? Tammy says, Tammy sugar cravings a problem. Tammy Sue says, Tammy sugar cravings. <laughs> that might be a, um, I'm just laughing a little bit because Tammy sugar cravings. Um, it's a funny way to phrase it. Uh, yeah, sugar cravings are a problem. Yeah, of course, folks, sugar because sugar's going to be a problem for everyone. <laughs> I mean, it's like someone say, you know, yeah, my, my cocaine cravings are the problem. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like sugar is just an addictive substance. I don't know what to say to you, you know? Um, the more sugar you eat, yeah, the bigger problem it's going to be. Now, I don't think you need to completely cut sugar out of your life, but you've got to manage it. You got to. That's how I always say this about weight loss in general. One of the, the challenges of weight loss is dealing with food and weight is one of the biggest, like it's, it's, it's in the addiction category, but it's unique with addictions because it, we, it's a, it has to be a managed addiction, right? Most addictions you can abstain, you can follow the abstinence model, but when it comes to food, you can't not eat. So you have to manage the food with strategies. And so when it comes to sugar, yeah, sugar is going to be a problem for most people because pretty much we're, we're born with a, we, we like sugar 
just right out the box. <laughs> They've done this study with babies where they'll put little sugar solutions on their lips. You can see their eyes light up. I mean, sweet flavor is, is very appealing to us as human beings. And so, and that's just natural sugars, you know? And so now you get into these, the sugar we eat now is very processed, by the way. You don't realize that, but uh, you may not think about that. But, but you know, you don't just tap on sugar cane and out comes, you know, the powdered sugar, table sugar we eat now. That's a very, very refined substance. And why that matters is one one of the core things that makes things addictive is the distance between when we consume it and when we get the effect of it, okay? So um, this is why even powdered cocaine versus crack cocaine, crack cocaine is way, way more addictive because even if you snort cocaine, it's still, even that's a fast way to ingest it, but it still has to be absorbed through the membranes, you know, of your, your nasal passages and things like that. When you smoke it, it goes into your lungs and your lungs, you know, there's a lot of space there. It's absorbed quickly into your body. So that's what makes it way more addictive. So when it comes to sugar, we're not just eating natural sugar to begin with. We're eating a powdered sugar that's absorbed very quickly. And that makes it very addictive on top of the fact that it's literally, we're out the box addicted to sugar. So yeah, sugar, sugar cravings can be a problem. Um, so you got to manage it. You know what I mean? You got to manage how you're eating sugar and you have to start reducing it. Um, and start weaning yourself off it a little bit. You don't have to completely stop it, but you got to regulate when you're doing it. You can't be eating sugar all the time. Um, you're gonna the cravings will overwhelm you. So the first step is having strategy, and the second set, step is, is really mindset, um, changing how you think about sugar. Uh, and that's a weird thing to do. I will tell you, one of the challenges of managed addictions is you have to live with cognitive dissonance. And what cognitive dissonance is is when you hold two kind of opposing ideas at the same time. So I oftentimes will think of sugar, it's basically like cocaine. It, it's like it, okay? It lights up the same parts of our brains. It's a powdered substance. It's it's very unnatural in that state. And um, it creates this effect on us. And so it's very addictive. And so again, in, in terms of food, sugar is the closest thing food-wise to cocaine. And so um, it does have an addictive quality to it. So again, we're not going to give up sugar. We don't want to live a life with no sugar, but we have got to manage it. And um, again, what that management means to you is up to you. Um, but for me, I, you know, I'll eat sugar. I might eat sugar every day. Maybe after dinner, I'll have like some chocolate or something sweet, something relatively small. Um, and then on the weekends, I'll eat, I'll eat some sugar in regular quantities, but I, I manage it because if I start eating sugar all the time, the more sugar I eat, I always tell myself, um, when I eat sugar, this is cravings on layaway. As soon as I start eating more sugar, I know I'm going to want more sugar. So I think it's, um, it's helpful to again, manage it and then strategize with it and then have a mindset approach as well. Um, Deanna says, trying to lose weight has been a part of my identity for so long, ready to change the narrative, right? For me, it's salt. Yeah, salt's another one. Um, the thing with salt, right? Salt is a huge, no one ever talks about this. We know about the health effects of, of salt, hypertension. But um, one thing that I always think about with salt is that it is a appetite increaser. So if you're eating something, you, you could eat, eat the same thing. One's got regular salt in it and one's got no salt in it it's way easier to overeat the salted one, okay? And so you gotta be careful of this and you can test this for yourself because get get something you typically eat. Bread's a great example of this. Get some bread next time and get the no salt version. See how much bread you can eat. <laughs> so salt really overwhelms us and 
Because again, we're consuming things in, in quantities that we never did in natural in the natural world. Sugar's not even a natural thing for most people. You know, it's, it's really, sugar's been around for about 150 years in any, you know, type of quantity. You know, it was, it was a fine spice. It, it was in just a few parts of the world. And so it wasn't part of people's everyday life, you know? And so neither was salt at the, at the levels we use it. And so, you know, again, we've normalized, we've habituated to how much sugar and salt we eat in our diets. We've normalized to it, but it's very abnormal compared to a, a natural diet that we evolved in over millions of years. And so we're consuming it at such high qu quantities that it overwhelms us and creates all sorts of problems. So again, you, you've got to get in the, you don't have to get rid of it. You, I, I don't think, you know, I, most people I've seen are not like sugar addicts. Like they, they have some sugar and then they're just going on binges. I'm not saying it doesn't exist for anyone because it, it does exist, but it's extremely rare. And I think a lot of people can manage sugar better than they know how. Because most people are trapped in the all or nothing mindset. Um, but that all or nothing mindset to some degree is a hypnotic suggestion is what I've seen. Uh, I've seen a lot of people that thought they wouldn't be able to manage sugar are able to. You just need to get, you need the right strategies, you need the right mindset. And most people have no idea how to do that. So anyways, but yeah, the salt and the sugar, salt, sugar, and fat are the big three drivers of overeating and flavor, hyperpalatability. You know, those, those are the big four. Um, but Deanna, you're right. The, 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 if you've been trying to lose weight for a long time, folks, you got to understand that while you may literally, you, you know, you want to lose the weight and you want to subconsciously, you're very comfortable being overweight. Our subconscious mind likes status quo because our brains, our brain's main job is to predict the future. And so the more consistent things are, you know, the, the more normal things are, the easier and better we are predicting what's coming. Okay. So if you've been living in the world as an overweight person, you may not like it, but you can't disagree that you're familiar with it. You know how to get by in the world as this overweight person. You know how to manage your relationships, your work, your day-to-day -day life. You know how to live as an overweight person. And I know it sounds weird, but to all of a sudden be a thin and healthy person, this is a different version of you. And a different version of you in the world, while I know consciously you really want that, subconsciously it's scary because it's a different version of you. And different is scary to your subconscious mind because it's an unknown. So you're right. I, and Dan, I'm really glad that you, uh, I'm really glad that you identified that because again, we have to identify things before we can fix them. And to be honest, I mean, in my experience, and I've been doing this for 20 years professionally, I've done almost 6,000 private weight loss sessions. A lot of the things that are holding you back from, from losing weight and then living at your goal weight are subtle little things that you're completely unaware of. You're just completely missing them. Like, like for example, the fact that you may not even, you probably, if you're overweight, you probably don't even want to lose weight. Like literally, you don't even want to lose weight. You say, Jim, what? What are you talking? Of course I want to lose weight. I bet you don't. If you've been struggling to lose weight for a long time, I can almost guarantee you it's because you do not want to lose weight. You wish you'd lose weight, but you don't really want to. And you don't want to probably because you think you associate pain in some form to losing weight. You might be a woman who doesn't want to deal with men attention. And so you, you use the weight as a way to protect yourself. Um, you may have been assaulted in the past and use the weight to protect yourself. Um, you may be worried about loose skin. And so you keep the weight on to protect yourself. I, I don't know. There's a lot of reasons I know that may sound strange, but if that's the case for you, you better figure that out first. Because if you uh, if you don't 100% truly want to lose weight, you're not going to. And I know it sounds weird, but this is what I'm saying. Like, 
you got to look at things from a different angle, at least. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, dieters always look at things the same way, want things to change, but you got to look things differently. Erica says, not losing much this week, but feel great, so it don't, won't derail me. Working on fine-tuning strategies. Yeah, Erica, that's the attitude. That's exactly the attitude. That's, you know, it's the, it's the focusing on our behaviors. It's the focusing on how we feel because when you behave, like when you do what you want to do, like you eat the way you want to eat, you live the way you want to live, you feel better about yourself instantly. You know, you feel better, you know, you, you sleep better, you, you have more energy, your head's clearer. Um, you don't feel as heavy, you don't feel as lethargic, you don't have all the negative feelings from the shitty behaviors. So there's an instant gratification of making healthier choices, okay? And that's what you want to focus on. The weight's gonna, the weight's gonna work itself out, but in the short term, weight is inconsistent and unpredictable. You can do everything perfect. I mean, you can shit, you could run a keto plan <clears throat> and you might not lose weight the first week. It's possible, you know? Weight's inconsistent, unpredictable in the short term. So you really don't want weight to be the main thing you're focusing on in the beginning. Yeah. And I know that sounds weird, but you know, so, oh, well, that's, I know that's all you care about, but that's part of the problem is you're just so obsessed with the weight loss piece that, uh, you know, you don't realize it. It's that focus on weight that's actually derailing you ultimately. But that's great, Eric. I'm super glad to hear that. that that's awesome. And a great, great attitude, great job changing things, and great mindset. I think that's really smart. Um, Irma says, I have hair loss at 27. What is the possible cause? Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I see, I, I see, you know, I don't know what your situation is, but um, the first thing I go to, because I've just, I've seen it a number of times, but I know sometimes if people over restrict food, they really cut their calories down super low. And it's not just the calories, folks. I understand if you cut your calories down really, really low, you're, you're simultaneously most likely cutting your nutrients down really, really low. And um, so I have I have absolutely seen a pattern of, of people that have cut their calories down super low for extended periods of time um, having hair loss, you know. Um, good news is it seems like it's it's usually pretty reversible, but you have to eat more. So without knowing more of your situation, I couldn't answer that. Um, okay, Don says I had that when I did extreme diets. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, again, that, you know, women might lose their periods, you know what I mean? Because the weight goes down so low. And then, and then again, it's a combo of the, the weight being low, the calories, nutrients coming in being really low. Um, so it's all built around that. So again, I don't know what your situation is, but, you know, extreme dieting can do that for sure. Um, what are some extreme diets and how do you grow it back? Um, Don might be able to answer that better for you than me. But I mean, what are extreme diets? I mean, extreme diets... Uh, I'm not going to go to keto because keto, you're at least nourishing yourself to some degree, at least in the short term. But, um, you know, fasting, water fasting, extreme extended fasts, um, reducing calories down to like sub 800, sub 1,000 calories. Uh, obviously, eating disorder behavior, you know, binging, purging, just not eating, you know, like like those those types of things. That That's the ones I've seen typically that go to the hair loss part of it. But... Um, but that's just, you know, that's just one person's general sense of it. You know, you may want to talk to a doctor and look at it, but, but if you've been extreme dieting, you know, and cutting calories really low, that's the first place I would start, you know, because that can happen. What's up, Lorena? How's it going? I still got to fix your email. I'm going to do that today. I got a lot of stuff I got to do today. <laughs> I've been putting off, but I'm super excited. I got a presentation I'm working on and, uh, that's exciting. And, uh, yeah, the, the programs I offer are all kind of shifting up a bit, um, so that's exciting too. Uh, I will still have coaching available, you know, group coaching, uh, but you will now be able to get program yourself then as a standalone program. 
and uh, at, at a much more affordable price. You know, so I'm real excited about that. Um, Irma says, makes sense. Yes, I have cut a lot of calories. Crazy that it causes hair loss. Yeah, that's interesting that you never knew that too. I'm surprised. Um, but yeah, that, that's a common thing. If, if you're if you're cutting if you're cutting a lot of calories, yeah, I, I would I would that's the first thing I would assign it to. You know, just so start eating a little more and then see see what happens. Um, Lorena says, I'd be glad to get your emails on my second email. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I'll fix that for you. Um, yeah, a lot of cool stuff happening. Like I said, the, the Spark program, which um, the Spark program, you know, I, someone had asked me this. And uh, so I'll just talk about this for a second. And if any of those questions, feel free to ask them, but, but I don't see too many yet. Um, but the Spark program is free. Uh, it, it's kind of a kickstart session, you know what I mean? And, and kind of help you. I, again, the, the goal of that program is to kind of spark your motivation, you know? Uh, so there's a lot of like, again, I send you daily emails just to kind of influence your mindset, help you think a little differently. Uh, you'll get a hypnosis session, but I'll probably have a couple of hypnosis sessions in there. Um, put a training in there. It was three steps to master weight. Now it's two steps to master your weight. And uh, <laughs> will I ever get to one step to master your weight? I don't know. But uh, we'll, we'll just start with two. But that, that's a cool training. That'll be up. I'll have it done today. Um, so that'll be up there. And, uh, but yeah, that, so there's that. So I mean, the Spark program, you know, it's, it's a lightweight program. I mean, just to be honest, it's, it's, uh, and, and I tell you why, like, like, again, I got program yourself then I have literally, I, there's been times I've given that program away, but people don't value it because I can see if they're using it or not. And, um, most of the time, I'm not saying there's not occasional outliers, but most of the time when you give a program away for free, no one uses it, you know? And so, um, I stand by, you know, it, it's 25 grand to work with me privately, um, my group program is deal of the century at a thousand dollars. Um, but program yourself, then, you know, you'll be able to get it. It'll be $500, but when you opt in, you can get a deal for it for 300 bucks. And, um, I stand by charging. Cause it's like, again, we live in a society where, uh, you know, you value what you pay for. And if you're not willing, <laughs> you know, I get the thousand dollars outside of some people's, right. I understand that, but, but the $300 with a payment plan, um, most people, if you really value your weight, you know, can, can get that. And you got to make this serious. You know, you got to approach this serious. And even that number, again, I've been private coaching for a long time where numbers are in the five, ten, twenty-five thousand dollar range, you know, so everything's relative. So I, I feel that this is a price that I feel is very fair um, to, to invest in yourself. And what you're getting is tremendous. Um, I don't think you'll ever, f I, 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 I throw this out there, by the way. Um, I'm at a hundred bucks now. I'll still do this, but I'll boost it up. I, and I haven't even gotten anything. What I'm saying is I put a challenge out to people one time. And I said, if you find a more comprehensive program than program yourself, then to master your weight, you let me know. And if it's more comprehensive, I'll give you a hundred bucks. And I, I've done that and, and I got nothing. So I don't think you'll see anyone with as comprehensive an approach to mastering your weight. Um, and again, we follow the weight mastery pyramid, which is optimizing. You know, again, there's, there's blueprints. There's a mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint. And so we go into those three categories in detail so that you have specific blueprints for each one of those categories. And then there's the program yourself then technique, which helps you to follow it. So a uh, spoiler alert, the two steps to master your weight is to know what to do and to be able to get yourself to do it. And to be honest, you don't know what to do. You think you do. That's the, that's the trick of your mind. You got to stop thinking that. Because if you have some vague idea that I have to stop eating carbs, or I got to eat 1,200 calories, or I got to uh, not, you know, I don't know, count my points. Those are tactics. You're never going to master your weight with one tactic. 
This is a comprehensive, holistic approach that you need it. I, I don't know how you need to know how to impact your mindset. You have got to shift your lifestyle to support you. Again, I use the pyramid shape to imply that what most people do to change their weight is just focus on the eating. And there's no lifestyle mindset components supporting that. And so you wonder why you're only able to change your eating for a couple of days or weeks or months. And then you go back to what you always do. It's simply because you're not changing the lifestyle and mindset components that need to change. So um, real important. Uh, Don says, Jim, we're back to pleasure eating day. I know that. I love pleasure eating day. It's one of my favorites. I was thinking that today because it's like I was putting my chopsticks away because I stopped eating. Sal- I eat salads Monday through Thursday for lunch. And I put my I was putting my chopsticks away and I was thinking to myself as I was putting away, I was like, would I want to eat another salad on Friday? I was like, I don't want to eat a salad on Friday. <laughs> I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, I will tell you another weird thing. This is a weird question you could put to yourself. But one of the things that's very funny to say out loud is that I don't want to be as healthy as I can be. <laughs> it's a very interesting thing because it's true. I have not... There, I, I've met a couple of people that probably do want to be as healthy as they can be, you know, but most people, including myself, don't want to be the healthiest version of themselves they can possibly be. And I know it's weird to say that out loud, but I think it's important because I think building on honesty is really important. And the truth is that to be the healthiest person possible is probably not something you want to do. And uh, I don't. And so that includes a salad. If I if I forced myself to eat salads every day of the week, I probably wouldn't eat any salads. <laughs> so I think there's a balance with things. And that's a weird thing to say. But I think it, it starts you off on solid foundation because you're being very honest with yourself. And now you can be much more accurate with your strategies. Um, Lorena says, is plateau a normal thing or it means that you're not in deficit and need to cut more? I'm in plateau almost a week. Um, yeah, um, well, Lorena, I just, I literally talked about this yesterday in the in the lesson. But um, I'll give you the gist of it. Basically, when you're in plat- plateaus, are completely and totally normal. Again, I always say that that weight loss in the short term is always unpredictable and inconsistent. And so plateaus are completely and totally normal. And so when you hit a plateau, what I always suggest is that you use it as an opportunity to practice your maintenance. Because again, the ultimate goal here is to be at a plateau. Your goal is to be at a plateau for the rest of your life. Now you want it to be at the number you want, but that's the goal. So when you hit a plateau, the way that you work on your maintenance is that you focus on two things, making what you've been doing. So don't cut more calories, just stabilize. And whatever you've been doing so far, work on optimizing that. And you optimize it by doing two things, making it easier, making it more enjoyable. So whatever you've been doing to lose the weight, keep doing the same thing, but put all that energy into saying, okay, how can I make this easier to do? And how can I make this more enjoyable? Maybe batch cooking meals, maybe shopping in more bulk. um, So you have to go to the store less. Uh, Maybe adding some more spices or working on the recipe to enjoy it more, whatever. Um, But you you stabilize, you do the same stuff and you keep doing the same stuff because again, when you hit a plateau, you never know, is it your body just kind of readjusting and then the weight loss will start again? Or do you need to cut more calories? But you don't know that yet. And so we want to stabilize for a couple of weeks, ideally like a month, but this whole time you're optimizing, you're making it easier and more enjoyable. So that let's just say you get to the end of the month, let's say you know, say you do it two weeks and all of a sudden you start losing again. Great. Let's say you get to the end of the month and you didn't lose anything. Well, you didn't waste a month. 
because you took that whole month and you optimized everything and you set yourself up for long-term success. And now after a month, you can look strategically at what you've been doing and you can strategically say, where's the easiest place for me to cut some more calories out? So hope that helps you out. Um, uh, Erica says, you eat your, chal- your salad with chopsticks? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do eat them with chopsticks. Uh, I've been doing that forever, forever. I like it. It's it's funny. I mean, does it does it make me eat slower? Yeah, that's a part of it. But the bigger part is, I'm like, it's kind of like the closest you can get to eating with your hands, you know, without being a, a savage. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but uh, yeah, but and I got like like my salad. I mean, I don't know. I guess all salads are. I, I have a lot of chunky stuff in there, you know. <laughs> as I've been abused and bullied online for when I made my salad video, people um, were very offended by the chunks of carrots I put in my salad, but uh, they're, they're kind of, I don't, I don't find, I don't slice, you know, grate them or, or slice them real thin. They're, they're chunks of carrots and there's chunks of all sorts of stuff in there. So yeah, I like eating with chopsticks. I just, I've been doing that forever too though, but that's funny. I fight for this reality every day. I really do want this. Health is everything. Yeah, of course. Right. Every day stay focused on it. Oh, so good ideas. Thank you. But how to deal with that feeling? I have so much to lose. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Great, great. Um, I'm, uh, I'm 116 kilograms and 168 centimeters. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that. I have so much to lose. Uh, that, I think that's a good place to start because I know a lot of people feel that way, almost regardless of what their situation is. I mean, if you've got anything, it doesn't matter. You know, like like it all feels like a lot to lose you know? And so, uh, I think the way you deal with that is again, it's, it's reframing the process that the goal here is not to lose the weight. That's, that's the first step. It's not to lose the weight. It's to live at your goal weight. And the difference between that framing is that when you just think about losing the weight, your whole mindset is obsessed on just losing the weight. And that's what your fixation is. And it sets you up for failure in so many different ways. One of the big ways though, is kind of what you're talking about. It just feels like your goals a hundred miles away. And if the only thing that matters to you is the weight, that, that far away goal feels very uninspiring. And it feels like it's a million miles away before you can feel all the wonderful things you're gonna get that you anticipated that goal. When it comes to weight mastery, we're really focusing on the process of living at your goal weight. And so I really, I, I almost think of it like, um, like college, you know, like if you approach your weight mastery, like college, you know, you go to college, you're committing to two, four years or however long it's going to take you to get whatever degree you're aiming at, but you're, you got your eye on the big prize, but then you're breaking things down and realizing you're learning all the components along the way. So when you focus on weight mastery, it really becomes down to how can I live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on near autopilot? And it really becomes a focus on the process of making that happen. And so you do, the weight works on its own timeline. That's why weight loss is frustrating because you can make changes here, but you don't get the results till over here. So we got to take this into account and work with that. And I think one way to do it is to realize that I'm going to obsess on the process I want to really master the process. I want to get my mindset right, my lifestyle right, my eating right. And I know the weight, the, the weight will figure itself out. And so for me, like when I was losing weight, I was less concerned with the scale going down than I was what I was doing that I believed was going to make the scale go down. So I was obsessed with the process. I was obsessed with my behavior and what I was doing. And if I had a good day of eating, I felt elated and proud of myself. If I didn't have a great day, I felt kind of let down and discouraged. And so I really optimized to that. 
as opposed to what the weight was. Now I knew if I ate a certain way, lived a certain way, I believed a thousand percent that the weight was going to go where it was going to go. But this is a completely different time frames we're talking about because at the end of each day, I could feel amazing. See, if we just focus on weight, we can't feel amazing unless we lose weight or until we get to our goal weight. So I, um, I get that, you know, I have so much to lose. I would turn into, I have so much to learn. I got so much to learn. And what's the rush? You know, I don't know what your goal, what, what your ultimate goal is. Um, but you know, here's the other thing too, you know, in terms of the patience and the, the impatience, how long have you been at or close to 116 kilograms? How long have you been close to that weight? Let me know that Lorena. I'm curious. Um, and thanks for the, the, the gift badges or the gifts, the roses, flowers. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on, <laughs> shred those carrots. And wife do that. She'll shred, she'll shred everything. <laughs> I don't have the patience for it. I, I just, I, 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 I like chewing too. I will say that's, that's part of my strategy. Um, that's a whole thing, right? That, that we don't think about that, but we eat a way less fiberful diet, right? Because most of the foods a lot of us are eating are processed, okay? So they take the fiber out and it's, you don't have to chew as much. And chewing actually affects the face muscles and structure your, your face. And so I actually, part of me, I don't love chewing. When I first started eating salads every day, especially my salads is they're big and there are a lot of natural stuff in there it took a lot longer than like what I used to do for lunch, like a lot longer. It took me probably the lunch I used to eat before that would take me literally a minute or two to eat. And the salad takes me 10, 15 minutes to eat. So yeah, it takes me longer, but uh, I now look at that as part of my strategy as well. I like, I like the chewing. It's a natural thing to do. We used to chew a lot more of our food. It took us longer to eat. And that's a big part of how we're getting overweight as a society is because because it, it doesn't take much to chew our, that's part of how they engineer foods because we love soft, easy to chew foods because we know we can put more calories in our body faster. So in the natural world, for you to get your calories, you were chewing a lot more and that slowed down your eating and slowed down your consumption. And now you can, you can inhale 1500 calories in a couple minutes. It's not possible in the natural world, <laughs> okay? So that's just a whole other thing too. But um, let's see. Um, last year, my weight range was 109, 117 kilograms all the time. Whole summer was something. Yeah, so last year, three years, not three kilograms. I don't know what the three kilos, well, but either way, right? So last year, my weight range was 109 to 117. Um, what was it the last five years though, Lorena? Because what I'm hearing, um, last year, my weight range was pretty much where it's at now. Oh, I didn't see that comment. I want to see that. But let's just say, I don't know if you have time to write in how long. I see last year you said my weight range was 109 to 117, but what? how many years? Okay, I've been over 100 kilograms for three years. Okay, right? So um, here, well, here's, another, here's another suggestion for you all too, and I think this is a helpful one, is with your weight loss, I think it's very... Okay, yeah, so I think, I think it's a great 
strategy to break your weight loss goals down, right? And this depends on how much weight you got to lose, okay? But so if we talk about um, Lorena here who been over 100 kilograms for three years, I'm going to guess that it, you've been over 100, probably over 105, 107 kilograms for three years. The five-year best was something like 90 kilograms, right? But either way, let's just say for the last five years, you've been in the ballpark of 105 kilograms, let's say, okay? And uh, and I don't know how much longer before or after. I don't know how old you are or whatever, but um, the point is this, that I have so much to lose. You've been living with it for three to five years at least. And so if you put yourself, let's just say, I don't know, the slowest weight loss you could expect if you make minor to somewhat minor changes, maybe, I don't know, half a kilogram to one kilogram a week, two to three kilograms a month, you know? So if you do subtle, easy changes, moderate changes, six months from now, you'd be in the ballpark of 15 to 20 kilograms lighter, but, but it's sustainable. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm always trying to point out to you guys to stop focusing on the weight loss piece because it, it's, I, I don't want to go, I'm not in the mood to go through it today. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you guys hear me say this all the time, but but the the short-term time frame of a dieter is, is really the thing that's messing you up more than anything else. But it's like, if you start thinking of your, you know, you think like, if you're, you know, American, you're, you're thinking like two to three pounds a week. And anything less than that feels tediously slow. But that's because you're always seeing, um, it's really bad to see three digits number in kilograms. I mean, is it really bad? You, you, is it? Stop saying that. Cause it's like, it, you're saying it's really bad, but it's, it's not bad enough for you to not be in the three dig digits for five years. And I don't know where you're at before that. Again, I don't know how old you are. You know, again, people do this where it's like they're freaking out about their weight right now and it puts you into a state where you can't see or think clearly. So I always say, the first thing you do is calm down, relax, right? You're so freaked out about your weight when you think about it and focus on it. And you say things like, it's really bad to be three digits in kilograms, but you've been there for five years. Just calm down and relax. It's this, you know what I mean? It's this panic response that keeps you stuck a lot of times. You know, okay, I'm 26. So most of your adult life, you've been in the three digit area. So 26 is nothing. <laughs> All right. So what I'm trying to tell you, Lorena, is if you lose, um, if you lose one to two kilograms a month doing sustainable, moderate things that you could keep up forever, then a year from now, you would be. 12 to 24 kilograms lighter in there. Do you know what I mean? Like right now you think your weight, and you're like, I just want to get it lower. So again, we want to think about mastering it so that you have strategies that you could live forever so that you can get under. Because if you're, if you lose 20, if you lose one to two kilograms a month for the next year, um, there you go. Next year, you would be well under the three digits. But being under the three digits is not the goal. You, you've gotten under three digits before. And uh, if it's not sustainable, what is the point? This is what I'm trying to tell you. Time's going to go past. And what I would suggest is that you slow down your role, slow down your, your, your focus on losing the weight as quick as you can and focus on mastering it so that you have strategies that you can keep up long, long term.
It's completely different. Yeah, in 2017, I was 83 kilograms, and after that, it went where it is now. Yeah. That's what I mean, right? That was, that was seven years ago. And not only was it seven years ago, that's when you were, what, 18? 19? You know? Things change. Things change. Things change physically. Things change environmentally. Things change in, in life. Yeah, I was like 19. So, yeah, I mean, there's different. You were probably more active than you are now, I bet. Right? We tend to be a lot more active in our teen years. Never mind just, oh, we got the fast metabolism. Most people are way more active, walking more, doing more things, you know, and now you, you'll get a bit older, start working, you know, sitting more. You know, and then you, when you do, when you're not sitting at work, you're sitting at home, you, you know what I mean? So, so there, that's a big part of it too. But things change as you get older. And so you need strategies for the 26 year old Lorena. You're not 19 anymore. And that's a message for everyone. You know, a lot of times we tend to think, oh, I want to weigh what I weigh when I was 18. I mean, fine, but but is that is that a realistic goal now? You know, you might have to work harder to make that happen. But anyways. All right, everyone. I think we'll get out of here. I got a lot of work to do today, so I'm going to go get cracking. Um, Erica says, 200 plus for 30 years with a million fat diet attempts. I don't care how long it takes enjoying learning. Yeah, Erica, there you go, right? Yeah, better and smarter way. Er- Erica, right? There you go. And, and take that into account, Lorena. You know, like I'm telling you, the years pass fast. I, I, you know, and this isn't just for women. This is everyone. You know, everyone in my program, you know, usually people in my program, um, usually everyone in my program is in the ballpark of like mid-40s to mid-60s on average. That's the average person. And so, you know, if you're lucky enough to find me when you're in your 20s, you know, you're really fortunate here. Really take this into account because um, you the time just passes, you know, and listen to Erica. It's so common that you get so obsessed with fast weight loss. The next thing you know, you look back and like, holy shit, I'm 50 pounds overweight and I've been trying to lose weight for 20 years. And it's like, if you had just that first year, if you had just approached it with this mastery mindset, you would have fixed it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The diets, like you just try and follow whatever diet's there. It doesn't, it's not built for you. It's not made for you. You don't like it. You follow for a little bit, then you stop and go back to what you always do. So with weight mastery, what we're talking about is building something around you, something that works for you. And once you have those strategies and solutions, they're there for you long-term. Not to say you don't have to tweak them or optimize them at certain times or come up with new strategies sometimes, but it's a completely different approach than the diet thing which is one tactic. Okay, now I'm going to cut carbs. And now I'm going to count calories. Now I'm going to, I'm not going to eat any fat. It, whatever, whatever. It, it's just, it's not built for the long term. You know, so that's why I say like, if, if Lorena, if you start focusing on your weight mastery right now, by the age of 27, 28, you'll have mastered your weight for the rest of your life. Because look at you right now, five years into it, you're clearly a smart person, five years into it, and you don't know what, what to do. You see what I'm saying? That's what happens with the diets. You know, Erica could tell you this. Erica could spend, what did you say, 30 years? Yeah, 30 years, Erica's, all the diets, all the, a million fad diet attempts, right? And the worst part of all the diet attempts is that you never learn anything along the way. That's 30 years wasted of not learning anything. I say this to people all the time. If you're still struggling with your weight, you've tried lots of diets. How is it possible with all the diets you've tried that you know as little about how to lose weight right now as you did before you started your first diet? That should be a real big sign that uh, the diets don't work because you're not even any further along the path. So, so this is what I mean. So, um, I'm glad you shared that, Erica, because it's good. It's good for people to hear that, and it, and it helps. So, hopefully, Lorena, you get on a different path now and just calm down and relax because 26 becomes 30 real fast. 
And so I know you're impatient now, but um, just relax because instead of getting fast weight loss, let's get permanent weight loss. Let, let's master the weight so you can live at your goal weight for the rest of your life. All right. Um, yeah, like Eric said, deliver my example, folks, and don't waste as many decades as I did. Exactly. That's why I'm always on here, you know, trying to get you. I don't want you to waste any more time. And I was thinking too, I always think about this, that like, like, you know, I, I reference like a doctor or a lawyer because, you know, they have to do a lot of schooling. But when does someone, and, but this applies to every profession pretty much, every, every big goal you have, going to college, um, becoming a profession, getting some training that you sign up for that's like a long one, you know? Um, when do you become a doctor? Well, I guess technically you become the doctor, you know, when you get the diploma or the lawyer when you become the d- diploma. But really, really, it really starts when you decide this is what I'm going to do. And so that's what I'm trying to say to you here. There's kind of two key points here. There's when you decide I'm done with the diets, I'm going to master my weight. I want to be a thin and healthy person for the rest of my life. And you can decide that right now today. And you can start to be that person. Now, are you actually that person? No. But but again, just like a doctor, it's literally, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna become a doctor. Here's my money, I'm signing up for school. Okay, so you're not technically a doctor yet, but you're way, like you're on the path at least. Do you know what I mean? And that feels good. And so that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like once you all decide, I'm done with trying to lose the weight, I want to master my weight. I want to be a thin and healthy person. And I'm going to approach this and learn all the skills I need to do that. And what are the skills? Again, mindset, lifestyle, eating. And I break that all for, down for you. So if, if you all aren't in my world, please um, uh, go, go to my bio, click the link at the hypnosis session I give you. Watch, watch the training I put on there. Listen to the hypnosis session. Read the emails I send you. Okay, so I go through the whole thing um, and get on the path of mastery because the path of mastery, see, like with the weight loss, you're so superstitious and you're just like, you're so flummoxed with why you can't get the results you want. But it's like, it's no, it's like, okay, you know what it's like? It's like, say, you're like, oh, you know, I want to be a doctor. And then you go and you like, you go get a medical book and you read it and you're like, holy shit, I don't understand this. And then you, you stop. Can you, so, and then, but then you start saying, I, I could never be a doctor. I, I just can't be a doctor. I don't know what it is. I can't be a doctor. I can't, I can't understand it. Well, it's because you, you read it, don't understand it, and then you quit. You know, the path to mastery is like, you, I'm going to be a doctor. And you go to your first class and I'm like, holy shit, I don't understand what's going on. And you look for help and you study it more and you stick with it. And then all of a sudden you start to get it. But you're not, it's not how you're approaching your weight loss. You're always just starting something new. And, and so you never give yourself the chance to really master the skills you need to master your weight. And it's not a surprise. Your, your ability to master your weight has nothing to do with whether you can or can't. It has to do with whether you're going to do the right things to make it happen. Are you going to master the right skills? Right? I mean, if you're sitting there, oh, I can't lose weight. No matter what I do, I can't lose weight. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> Stop saying that. That's, that's not true. That's a lie. And it makes you feel powerless and it's not accurate. You, you can't lose weight doing what you've done. What, what have you done? You've done lots of diets where you drastically change things for a couple of days or weeks and then you go back to what you always do. So yeah, yeah, that ain't gonna work. But what if you mastered your mindset? Right, what's mindset, right? In the program yourself then, what are we talking about mindset? Six categories, motivation, self-image, your habits, emotions, your thinking, and your maintenance. What if you mastered all those areas? What if you mastered your lifestyle, your sleeping, your hydration, your relaxation, your breathing, your nourishment, your movement, your meditation, your gratitude. What if you mastered those areas? And then you mastered your eating. 
How? Just no carbs? No. You get a structured eating plan built specifically for you that you optimize from your experiences and what works best for you. And you figure out what works best for you and what you gives you the most enjoyment. And so if you master all those things, don't you think you would have better control over your weight? And you haven't done any of those things. You've done drastic dumb shit that doesn't last. So, I mean, is it any wonder? So I, again, I, I do these live free sessions to try and remove the, the confusion of oh, so confused. I don't blame you. You're, you're confused because the diet industry's got you, you know, again, it, it serves their interest to, to have you confused and not losing weight, but I'm trying to remove that. It, it's not a mystery. You're not losing weight because you don't know the first thing about how to change your mindset and your mindset's fucked right now because you've been conditioned by the diet and food industry to think just crazy thoughts that are going bringing you nowhere near your, your goal weight. And so if you don't know how to change your mindset, I don't know how you're going to do it. Do you know how to change your lifestyle? If you don't, what, how are you just going to, how are you going to be the same person you've been who struggle with your weight that all of a sudden just falls a diet perfectly? You all have to let me know what, what what's that all about? What are you thinking? <laughs> what, what changes when you're the same person who struggled with weight for, let's just say Erica, for example. I mean, she's thinking differently, so she's approaching it differently. But if Erica struggled for 30 years with diets, what, how, what would a diet, how would all of a sudden you just start following a diet? You're just going to want it more? I don't know. You know, these are important questions to ask though. So spend some time thinking about them. <laughs> all right, I'm going to get out of here though. But yes, this will be loaded up. Yeah, this, um, when you upload today's podcast, it is very useful. Yeah, this will be loaded up um, onto Spotify, YouTube, all the rest of it. So yeah, it'll be up today and you can go listen to this specific to you. Um, yeah, Kelly says, working on myself in all ways instead of just focusing on weight. Exactly. Yeah. Again, as Einstein said, the same level of thinking that caused the problem can't solve the problem. So you can't have the same brain in your head that caused you to be overweight for 30 years and then just expect some magical diet you're going to be able to follow and lose all the weight. I mean, huh? <laughs> it makes no sense. Um, I mean, even I will stick with the doctor metaphor, right? So it's like a, a doctor signs up for school and eight years later they get, I know it's more than that, but let's just say eight years later they get their degree. Now they're a doctor. Well, are they the same person? No, they got a completely different mindset. <laughs> they know, they know a lot of different stuff that they didn't know eight years earlier. And so you as a dieter though, you're just always going to know the same stuff, but magically you're just going to follow a diet perfectly and lose all the weight. I, I, and I've never had anyone answer this question. What do you think? I mean, if you think, like if you're struggling with your weight and you think, what how, what do you think is going to change that's going to get the results? Do you think some magical diet's just waiting in the wings and that's what you need? Like what would have to change between you right now and you losing the weight that you want to lose? Like if it's not mindset, I, don't, I just don't know what it is. Right? So we got to think about things in a different way, <laughs> I would suggest. And once you start doing that, though, then the answers start start flowing because if you're not looking for the right, you know, if you don't understand what the problem is, then it's hard to figure out what the solution will be. All right. So, all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much. You guys, great call today. Um, and again, you can go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, watch the training, read the emails, uh, listen to the podcast on all the platforms. Go check out YouTube, put videos up there now, longer form videos. And uh, Erica says, thanks for everything, Jim. Have a super weekend. You too, Erica. Everyone else have a super weekend and we will talk soon. Bye.